Today I would like to preach one of the important subjects is in the Bible. That is how to love, how to truly love people around us, our spouse, our parents, our children, our relative, our church friends, and our leaders and members. How to truly love. I preach. Six sermon already on this series, which you can go into the YouTube, and you type in "learning to truly love." You can see the picture there on the screen. There are all together six sermon there. You can listen to every sermon. The first one, love is patient. You can learn in detail from that one. Second one, love is kind. Three, love is not selfish. Four, love is thoughtful. Considerate. Five, love is not rude. Six, love is not irritable. So today we're going to learn more about how to truly love people. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you are love. God is love. You care for us. You love us so much, and you demonstrated your love towards us by sending your Son Jesus Christ. To sacrifice His life for us, Lord, and You love us every day. You show Your grace to us. You healed us. You provide for us. You protect us. You help us when we cried out to You. You answer our prayer. Your grace is so sufficient for us, Lord. We thank You, Father. Teach us to walk like You. To walk in love, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. The Bible says God is love. And that's why he compare himself to the groom, and we as the bride, and the groom love the bride. If you study about God carefully, you notice that his characteristic, his nature is love. He also call himself the father. The father loved the children, and we are his children. He loved us so much, and he want us to walk in the same way, to walk in love. So this thing need to be developed in our life. We need to grow not just only in faith but in love as well. Every single year, we need to have more love, more love, more love, and people can see that we are growing in the area of love. In the book of Hebrews, chapter ten, verse twenty-four, the Bible say, "And let us consider one another." Basically, the Bible say, "Let us care for one another." Think about other people' benefit. Bless them, help them, serve them, in order to what? Stir up in not in order to make money, not in order to get reputation or personal benefit, but we consider one another, bless, help, serve, encourage one another, in order to stir up love and good works. Love will always follow by good works. So. The Bible say clearly. Actually, if you read verse 25, the Bible continue to say, "Don't miss the church meeting, the care group, and church on Sunday, because that's when you come together, you get together, and you can show love to one another in action." So God want us to stir up ourselves in love. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse one talk about two aspect of our Christian life that we need to grow and develop every single day. Until we go to be with the Lord, First Corinthians fourteen one say, "Pursue love." We need to grow in love. 
pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Actually, prophecy is the way to show love. You receive message from God and you tell people what God wants to encourage them. And you want to build them up by your word that come from God. God say, let us pursue, grow up in love and grow up in the power, in the anointing and the spiritual gift. We need to grow on both sides of our Christian life, love and power and faith. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 7, love believes all things, hope all things. Today the message is love believes the best. Everyone say, love believes the best. When you love somebody, you believe the best of that person, not the worst of that person. In our life, the Bible compares us as a container, compares us as the house of God. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Holy Spirit lives in our heart, in our spirit, inside deep part of our life, the spirit. So we are like a house. We are like a room, a container. That's why the Bible says clearly in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, guard your heart. That is where the Holy Spirit is. That is your real person. One day, this body will go to the ground to become the dust. But our real person is our spirit and our heart. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. We need to make sure that we take care of our heart. I want to compare our heart to a house that has many, many rooms. The room of finances, the room of relationship, the room about ministry. And deep inside our heart, there is a private corridor that has we call the appreciation room. Appreciation room or thankful room. In this room, when we encounter something positive, something encouraging about our spouse, about our friend in the church, or our parents or sibling, when we encounter those positive things, we begin to write down the memory of those things and put on the wall. Some of us may be very artistic. We even draw the picture. Lately, I have the computer system that picture will pop up picture will keep going and going. Somebody gave me as a Christmas gift. So I pull out the picture when Pastor Da and I were dating. And I put in there, I like to watch Pastor Da. Oh, picture come up in that room. Pastor Da was standing, taking picture with me in Japan, in Tokyo, uh, in Narita. You know, it's a good memory of our honeymoon time. So we put all the good, memorable picture in that room on the wall, or we can write down wow, this is a good thing that happened that year. And we can have even furniture in that room that when you look at that furniture, it reminds you that something good happened in that relationship. And we enjoy visiting that room. I enjoy looking at those pictures. Uh, we can show the picture of a room there with picture on the wall and things on the table. So that room called appreciation room. On the walls of that room, you wrote down 
kind words and phrases and put picture that represent good attributes, good qualities of your mate or your friend, your parents, your sibling, or your brother and sister in the church. For example, I always remember when I have trouble at my house, I can call a man named Yong. And Yong would show up and fix my faucet for me. So that is in this appreciation room. Yeah. When I get into some car trouble, I can call another person, or computer trouble, even midnight, I can call somebody. And that is a good memory. And on that wall, you wrote about the characteristic of these people around you, such as honest, intelligent, wise, hard worker, good, delicious jayo, good cook, wonderful cook, and beautiful eyes. Wow, generous, very caring, hardworking, very committed, very loyal. And you remember all those things, the good things that happen. Wow, that's why I love to take my kids to vacation every year, at least once a year from, the, from they were born. And now when they look at the old picture, we went to Disney World, we went to Hawaii, they look at the picture, Dad, I don't understand how you do this. At that time, your salary only $2,000 a month as a student at UW. When you pay for us, and that's a good memory that my dad and my mom took us to Disney World and walk around with the you know, stroller and Paul was sitting in there. So we have good memory of vacation together as a family. And we have that memory. And that positive feeling was embedded into our heart. And we like to visit that room and we discover more, as we visit that room, we discover more of the good things of our family member, our husband, our spouse, and we love to keep that memory in our heart. And this appreciation keeps increasing in that room. And the more time you spend in that appreciation room, you need to spend time there. The more you will love your spouse, the more you will care for your family members and your brothers and sisters in the church. And you appreciate and you thank God for their positive attributes. And you're grateful that you married them or you are in that church. Usually, this kind of thing happens at the beginning of dating and before you get married. Before you get married, you go out to date your girlfriend. Oh, everything's so good. She's so beautiful. Wow, her voice, oh, it's so good. Wow, I so enjoy spending time with her. Oh, I keep recording in that room on the wall, put a picture on the wall and keep remember all this thing. But at the initial stage. But after you get married, you live with that person for a while, you begin to find out some problems. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that right away. But as you really focus on the positive thing and keep recording in that appreciation room, you will like that person more. You will respect that person even more. And you always enjoy thinking about those things. 
that they are so good to you, they're so kind to you, whatever. You do well in that room. But the problem is this. We also have a competing room. You remember this? God put your spouse with you to complete you, not to compete you. Complete, P-L-E-T-E. Not compete, P-E-T-E. So make sure you look at the positive thing of your parents, of your kids, your spouse, your friend in the church, because they are sent to you to complete you. The problem is this. Down deep in the darker corridor of your heart, there is another room. That room called the appreciation room. The first room is appreciation room. The second room is depreciation room. In that room, you record, you draw the picture. And usually when you write that one, usually the letter is big. And cover from this side of the wall to the other side of the wall. In the appreciation room, you may write a small word, kind, beautiful, good cook. But in another room, the thing that bothers you, that irritates you, that frustrated you, hurt you, disappoint you, you write it big. He did not take a shower before he go to bed. <laughs> He's rude to me that day. You put that down on that wall. You have all kind of negative picture in that room called depreciation room. In that room, you put down the weaknesses of your spouse or your kids or your parents or your pastor and your church friends. You write down the mistakes, the wrong decision, the failures, the shortcomings, the bad habits, the hurtful words that you hear from her and his mouth, the poor decision, and you wrote down large letters on that wall. Oh, the picture is so big in that wall. And if you keep staying in that room, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get discouraged. And if you stay long enough, you will start to express this come out from your mouth. Oh, my husband is such a jerk. Oh, I think I married a wrong person. Oh, when you first come to New Hope International Church, oh, you like everything because you keep recording in the appreciation room. But after a while you're here, you begin to, oh, Pastor Lau, he preached too strong. He's not a good pastor. He doesn't like me. That day he walked by me, he doesn't smile at me. You begin to record all the negative things about the church, about your spouse, about your kids, about your parents, your pastor. And some people even write hurtful things on that wall. And even write something that say, I'm going to give up on this. I don't like this. I'm tired of this. You write that. And every time you start to have argument with your spouse or with your friend, right away, believe me, your heart will go visit that room. <laughs> The depreciation room. You visit them, uh, visit all the things, and you look all the wall. Okay, I'm going to tell you, that's wrong. You did two years ago, ten years ago. You bring all the record in that room and start to use that 
as an argument and a remark in your talking against your friend or your spouse. If you stay in that room, bitterness will grow. It's like cancer. It's like COVID-19. If you stay in that room too long, that COVID-19 is going to affect your throat and your lungs and you're going to die. Because in that room, they're full of virus and cancer. And some of us, even worse than that, we store up bullets in that room. Bullets and knife. So whenever we get upset, we go to that depreciation room and pull the bullet, put in the gun, and come out. You keep shooting your spouse, shooting your friend. That is not a good idea. So please be careful. Spending time in the depreciation room will kill your marriage, will kill your relationship with your friend, with your parents, with your kids, and with the church members. Divorce will happen. Violent plans. Actually, this is a true story. One of my doctor's friends who graduated from the medical school, he was in prison for 30 years because he killed his wife. He chopped his wife into pieces. I'm serious and throw away in the toilet. But the police find out that he killed her. So he was put in jail for 30 years. I think he came out now. by now. Why? Because he was in that room, the depreciation room that caused you to devalue your spouse, your parents, your friends, caused the broken relationship. It caused you to be less caring for people because you start to hate them, have bitterness against them. Please, don't entertain that room. Don't go anywhere and look for faults and mistakes and weaknesses and judge people. Amen? But come to this point, you will say, Pastor Lau, but what was written in that room, all those pictures and furniture are real. He has a problem. I'm not lying. He, this guy, my, my husband, has a problem. It's real. They are true. They are not lying thing. But I want to tell you, the appreciation room is also real. And everyone on earth, no exception, fails. And has shortcomings and weaknesses and mistakes in life. We all, including Pastor Lau, have unresolved issues. Have personal hurts have personal baggage in life. Some of us grow up in the broken home. The dad and mom fight and divorce. Some of us grow up like an orphan. The dad and mom dumped you. You have hurt inside. You have rejection. You have curses in you. Problems in you. We all have this problem. Therefore, whoever you marry to, you're going to bring the baggage into your house too. You're going to face that because everyone has problems. Definitely, as single, you do your best to marry somebody who loves God, who fears God, who wants to grow, who really have a good heart. I mean, but even that, that person still has some weaknesses in life. But you need to make sure you marry a mature person, a person who really yields to God and willing to repent. All of us have problems. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No exception, 
all of us have sinned and fall short of the standard of God. So whoever you married to, if you can find a perfect church, please let me know. There's none. If you can find a perfect pastor, he is in heaven right now. His name is Jesus. I'm not a perfect pastor. Please don't expect much from me. I am a human being. I also failed as well. So, this is a problem because of our selfish nature. We tend to downplay our weaknesses and shortcomings. And we tend to put the weaknesses of our spouse or our friend under the magnifying glass. We don't see our own weaknesses. Oh, what? I have weakness? I don't think so. But my husband, magnifying glass, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Big. This is a human nature. We are selfish. So let's get down to the real issue here. Love knows about the depreciation room. We don't deny the truth that our spouse, our pastor, our friend have problem. We all have problem. We don't deny it. We know that there is a depreciation room. But love choose not to live in that room. Love choose not to go into that depreciation room and stay there for a long time. We have door to choose which one go in. We see the picture there. One man stands in front of many doors and you have to choose which door you're going to get in. Look at another one, two doors there that you can choose either right-hand door or left-hand door. I'm going to choose the appreciation door. Get in there and stay in there. We decide to stop running into the room of depreciation and Lingering in there days after days. We will get out of that room ASAP. Don't stay in there in your relationship. It does you no good to stay there. It only destroys your relationship when you stay in the depreciation room and your joy will be stolen. You will lose your joy of marriage, lose your joy of coming to church. Because you keep staying in the depreciation room. Let me give you advice here about love. Number one, love chooses to believe the best about the people around you. Everyone say, believe the best. Believe the best. Number two, so this is the practical point. Love believes the best. I know I have the best wife. She's the best cook. She's the best housewife. She's very clean. She's beautiful. I know she has the best for me. I need to think that way because she is the best for me. I believe in the best. Second principle in this teaching is love gives your spouse or your children and your parents or your church members' friend the benefit of the doubt. What does it mean? Giving the benefit of the doubt. It means, let me read to you. I researched about the meaning of giving someone the benefit of the doubt. It means 
You are deciding to believe that they have honest intentions. You are also choosing to assume that they don't want to harm you, even though the circumstances may have raised some uncertainty or doubt in your mind. For example, our church from year 2000 in March, uh, we opened the church in June, and we say, "Could you please, everyone, wear mask? If you don't give the benefit of doubt, you will say." Dr. Lau controls me. But actually, that is not love. Because you condemn me that I control you. You need to give the benefit of the doubt that he loves the members. He wants to make sure the members are saved. No one died of COVID. You need to give the benefit of the doubt that my attitude is not wrong. So this is the way we should. Sometimes people walk by, you know, on Friday night, we listened to testimony that somebody in the office kind of didn't want to come to the work and dump the work into that person. And that person like, why do you do this to me? But suddenly God said, no, 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 calm down, calm down. Give the benefit of the doubt and think that that person is not taking advantage of you. A day later, she find out that because that person is Ukrainian, and because her family is in trouble in Ukraine, that's why she could not come to work. You see, sometimes people may do something to offend you, but you don't know the background. And you attack, you hate, you, re- you reject, and you say bad things about that person. That is not love. When you love, you give the benefit of the doubt. You always think positive about that person. Number three. Love refuses to fill in the unknown with negative assumptions. He did not smile at me on Sunday because dot, 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 dot. And then you fill in that dot, dot, dot because he's mean, because he's not a good leader, because he doesn't like me. That is not love. Love, you will fill in the dot, 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 the unknown with positive thing. Maybe he needs my prayer. He may get discouraged. He, does why, doesn't, does it, uh, he doesn't smile at me because he was facing something. Maybe I should call him and pray for him instead of, oh, he's not a good leader. That is not love. When you love, you fill in the unknown with positive assumption, not negative assumption. Amen? And after all this, and you find out that he or she make mistake anyway. He is not mature. He make mistake. He doesn't do the right thing. When you love, you forgive. And you forget. And you move forward. Don't hang on to that hurt. Amen? That is love. Are you learning something? So love gives the benefit of the doubt. Love Always believe the best about people. Love always fill in the blank with the positive thing, not the negative thing. Love forgive. And love focuses on the positive side of a person. Amen? Are you going to do this? I believe if you can do this, you will be blessed. Amen? So from today on, 
Let the Holy Spirit, the God, the Holy Spirit is God. He is love. Let the Holy Spirit lead your thoughts and lead your focus. The only reason you open that door a little bit and glance into the depreciation room, the only reason, just glance a little bit, is to the, so that you can pray for that person Amen. about their weaknesses. No one can change any man. Only God can change man. Therefore, the only thing you can do is to pray for his or her weaknesses. And the only reason you can step into that room, now you can glance and pray, God, pray for my spouse, pray for my friend. But the only reason you open the door of depreciation room and walk in is that you will have a banner, and that banner have a big letter writing this way. Love covers the multitudes of sin. And you put that banner on the wall and cover all the weaknesses of your husband, your wife, and your friend. The only reason you walk in there, otherwise don't step in that depreciation room. Don't even look into it. Just stay in the appreciation room all the days of your life. You meditate on the positive. You meditate on the good things in their life. And then you're going to discover more good character. Actually, I lived with Pasada for, I know her when I was 16 years old. Yeah, I think 16. <laughs> and now I am 60-something uh, now. <laughs> so we know each other for 50 years. And the longer I live with her, I discover more qualities and positive attributes in her because I keep looking with the lens of what is the best, what is good, what is best, what is best for that member, what is the good thing for that pastor, looking for the best quality. We should love people that way. Look at the positive thing. Emphasize the good things. And when you keep researching the positive thing, don't look at the negative thing, you're going to find out more talents more gifts, more hidden treasure in that person. Wow, I don't know you are good at this one too. Wow, I give you example, Pasada is so good in remembering, remembering numbers because she learned to be accountant. I never remember number that much, but every time I will ask her, do you remember uh, how much is that? Oh, she come up perfect number for me. I don't know the number. I don't care number. So it's so clear that God sent Pasada to complete me. Complete me. Because I have weaknesses as well. My brother and sister learn how to control your thought, control your legs and your feet, not to walk into that room anymore, but walk into the appreciation room and let love lead your heart let love help you to make right decision every day. Walk in love. Let me read one more scripture here, and I'm going to make some conclusion. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 say, If there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Looking for the praiseworthy of your spouse. Praiseworthy quality of your church friends, your leaders and members, 
your co-workers. Look at the praiseworthy thing of people around you. Walk in love. Don't judge. Don't magnify the negative things in their life. One person wrote this way. This person wrote, I wasted so many years focusing a spotlight on my husband's failings. I missed the beautiful garden blooming all around me. Because he keep focus, she keep focusing on the negative thing of her husband. And she never lived in the nice garden. She lived in hell. Because she always focused on the wrong thing. How many people want to be blessed by God? Let me read two more passages and I'm going to end. Today the sermon is quite short. Again, love, believe in the best. Love, give the benefit of the doubt. Love, fill in the unknown with positive things. Love, after discover that that person really made mistake, forgive and forget. Love dwells in the appreciation room. You look into the depreciation room only a glance and pray. That's it. Don't stay in the depreciation room at all. Matthew chapter 22, 35 to 40. I find this secret. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him, Jesus, a question. Testing him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. So if you can conclude the whole big, thick Bible here, I like to still read the Bible book not on the phone. I'm the old timer. I like to read the Bible on the book. I, I don't like the phone to come up and like this. It's just open and read. Okay, nothing wrong about reading from the phone though. I'm still old timer. The big book here can conclude into two laws. Love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your heart. The second law of the whole book is love your neighbors as yourself. That's why God asked me to produce this teaching series called Learning to Truly Love. This is a seven lesson. We're going to continue. There will be maybe 40 lessons, little by little. Learning how to love. Let's listen to this sermon again and again many times to improve and develop your love. Now, look at another one. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am given you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth, the world, the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Your children and your business will be blessed. The offspring of your herds, even the baby of your dogs, the baby of your fish, 
and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit basket, your bank account, and bread boards will be blessed. Wherever you go, wherever you go, any place, wherever you, whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything. Everyone say blessing. blessing. Everyone say everything. everything. The Lord will guarantee. I like the word guarantee. Beside the contract. Guarantee. A blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses, your safe at home, your bank account, your stock market, whatever. Your storehouses with grain, with prosperity, with success. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is given you. If you obey, what? What is the condition here? If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations, you may come from Indonesia, you may come here from Congo, you may come here from Vietnam, Thailand, it doesn't matter. Hong Kong. But when you come here, the people in this nation around you will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, which means God is your father. God bless you. And they will stand in awe of you. They'll look at you in your office and, whoo, wow, I can't believe this. This Vietnamese guy can do this. Wow. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land. He swore to your ancestors to give you. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. He will bless the work of your hand, everything you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen this, to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be always on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow the other gods and worship them. What are the commands in the whole Bible here? If you can sum up this thick Bible into two commands, and you can do that, all these promises in Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 will happen to you. When I first came to America, I got rejected by University of Washington to be trained there because I'm a foreigner. But I pray and God opened the door, I got the training. But first year, I did not have any salary. They say you are a Thai doctor. You can work here for free, zero salary, no paycheck. But I believe I walk in love. I love God. I love my wife. I love people around me. I serve God. God going to bless the work of my hand. Within a few months, I got salary. Within one year, I became the boss of every American doctors at Harborview Hospital. 
and I was the head and the leader of all these doctors for seven years. Everyone looked up to me, and I, got, um, I was the first neurosurgeon who got the plague from Harborview Hospital that you are an inspirational doctor of this hospital this year. The first and the only surgeon who got that plague, because most surgeons are mean. <laughs> very prideful and arrogant. Why? God put me the head, not the tail, above and not beneath, because I obey the great commandments here. Love God. Love people. This is why it's so important to learn how to love. I want to encourage you this morning after the service. Go and hug somebody that maybe you never greet for a long time. Forgive that person. Love that person. He or she may not be perfect. He, her or his personality may annoy you. But again, just close that door of depreciation. Start to think the appreciation. Wow, that brother named John, he came to church every Sunday. John has been in New Hope since, what, 20 years ago. Never left the church. Appreciate John so much. Thank you, John, that you're a faithful man here. Thank you, Dwayne, who has been faithful and he's so talented. If I need any help at home, he can fix anything there. He can send the worker to help me. Look at the positive thing. Don't look at the negative thing. Look at the best of that person. That is love. Amen? Amen. Give the benefit of the doubt. Fill in the blank, the unknown with positive things. Amen? And don't, please don't get into the depreciation room unless you want to pray for that person. Amen? Do you learn something today? Are you going to practice this teaching? Yes. You're going to grow in love? Yes. And when you grow in love, you walk in love, you're going to be blessed? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28 say, God going to bless you. How many people want the blessing? I want the blessing. Love God. Everyone say, love God. Love, God. love my brothers and sisters. Love my spouse. Love my children. Love my parents. Love my co-workers. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching this lesson to us, Lord. Lord, we want to learn how to walk in love. And thank you, Lord, for your scriptures, for what you say through the Holy Spirit today, Lord. We love you and help us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, to love you more and more each day. And Lord, we will overcome our flesh, our sinful nature of selfishness, of being negative, judgmental, hatred. We want to practice what we learn of believe the best of others, of always giving the benefit of the doubt, of Lord, fill in the blank with the positive things, not the negative things, Lord. A lot when people offend us, we're going to respond in love, not in anger, judgment, or being critical. But we're going to 
Use love because love never fails, Lord. We thank you, Father, for teaching us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to be like Jesus Christ, to be a man and a woman of divine agape love, Lord. My brothers and sisters, if you don't know Jesus yet, if you don't have relationship with Jesus Christ yet. Maybe you grow up in the church, or maybe you used to attend church when you were young with your parents, but you never, never really have relationship with Jesus at the personal level. I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus today. Pray with me and ask Jesus to come into your life right now. Father in heaven, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sin. Thank you, Lord, for loving me first. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of the Living God. You are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life right now. Save me. Pour your love into my heart. Help me, Lord, to walk in obedience. And I know, Lord. I shall be blessed. Victory will come to me. Breakthroughs, prosperity, divine health, success, come to me, Lord. It come by grace because you love me. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Congratulations. How many people? Promise God that from now on you take serious about walking in love.